There's one good thing about this film. It means that I am not the biggest mistake to come out of 2003. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude. Talk to your therapist, dude. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Children of the night. What music they make. Just fantasize about being killed. I'm running this fucking car now, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. Hi, I'm Candy the Final Girl. Get that nasty goddamn thing out of the backseat of my goddamn car. Put it in the trunk. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Shaun of the Dead. Well, look at that. She's kind of wet down there. <laughs> and tonight on the House of Screams, we are talking about the 2003 remake, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We have Crystal. Grandma, let me in now. <laughs> we have Dave German. Oh my God, I am way too stoned for this. <laughs> <laughs> we have Nico Nice. I'm sorry, but how often do girls blow their heads off in the shithole town? <laughs> <laughs> and we have special guest and friend, Ren. Well, I guess that's what brains look like. Sort of like lasagna, kind of. Okay, I'll just shut up now. <laughs> and I like lasagna. I do too. <laughs> um, so this was my pick, and um, next week is also my pick. Um, so it's funny because recently I just wrote about uh, remakes for ghouls. They did a remake a uh, month in June. And I wrote about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 74 versus 2003. And it's not really a versus. It's kind of a comparison, whatever. But I'm always championing. Anything I write about is something that I like. So you know that about me. But um, 
and, and, and surprise, surprise, snake preview, uh, our follow-up episode, and maybe the first time in the House of Screams history, our very long history, that we've done concurrent films on purpose, back-to-back, so I'm pretty impressed with that. Um, but anyway, this movie is so special to me. I love the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't want that to ever be up for debate, but this movie is so special. Like the time period that it came out, it really, horror was just starting to get good again. Honestly, I think we went through like this drought in the nineties. I, I, we know that I talk about it all the time, but like, this was impressively done. It's gritty. It's brutal. It's nasty. It's a lot of things. And it's like everything that was sort of not in the original film, but more inferred, but they kind of took that and then took it a step further and then took it a little bit further than that. And I like that about this film. And I think a remake has to be something that can hold its own against the original. So I think this movie, I'm just going to throw that out there. I think this movie does. We can talk more about that later. But I think the the real scene stealer, if you haven't, if you can't tell from my quote, is Arlie Ermey. He's he's a fucking national treasure, and I love yeah, any scene that he does in any fucking movie. He's gonna steal the scene. He's gonna steal the show, and he steals kind of this movie. He's really our main antagonist. Like obviously, there's Leatherface, but you're supposed to feel some kind of sympathy or pity for him. I think that's something that we feel in any kind of iteration of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mostly. I'll leave some stuff out on that. But, um, like, yeah, he's going to carry out some shit. But, you know, Sheriff Hoyt's really running this show. He's, you know, the one that they're in contact with. He's the one that's making sure they can't run, can't move. So they're delivered to, you know, Leatherface, who's going to carry out this shit. So I just really get a joy from watching Arlie Ermey like deliver these lines and play out this role. I don't think it could have been cast any better. I actually think this has a pretty strong cast. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to put a word in there for Arlie Ermey and I'll just put a pin in that because I'm going to come back to it. But uh, that's my start on this. Like, I think this movie is fucking phenomenal. And one last thing really quick before I pass it to Nico. Take your time. That, um, this film, fuck, I lost my thought. <laughs> no, okay, I'm drinking, I'm drinking. It came back. Um, is that like, I think every other remake that we got in the early 2000s was trying to cash in on what this film did. Um, we just recently covered the Hills Have Eyes remake, and I think a lot of us went to this like, oh, I remember this being really good. And then we were all like, oh, no. which happens a lot it does happen a lot on the show so this is one that like i never get tired of watching but like i think we had like a million remakes around this time like i could name probably five of them you know like at least just right in the second but this is the one i think that was the best and that really kind of kicked that off and as much as i hate fucking michael bay but you know this movie did it. So yeah, this was the first in his string of like horror remakes, and it was the only one that was any it good. Was I think. The best. Yeah, it was definitely the best. You know how you guys just brought up the Hills Have Eyes, and you said like, "Oh, we watched this, and we thought that it was like great," and then you rewatched it, and you were like, "Ah, oh, not that good." Um, that's my experience with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Um, I I like 
battered for this thing like so hard when it first came out and i if you know me if you pay attention to me on the socials i fucking hate remakes and i was like yeah this one's this one's good um and i like so much so that i think i have like three copies three different versions of it on like blu-ray or dvd um i haven't watched in a really long time and i watched it over the weekend and i don't hate it it's not like you know i was like completely let down but i was like ah it's not as good as i remembered um I remember it being a lot more, you know, Candy, you said it's like brutal and gritty and stuff like that. And I remember telling people before, like, unlike the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I always thought that they never showed anything. Even when they kill Franklin, like you never see anything. Yeah. You don't really, you really don't see as much as you think you do in this movie either. Like, yes, you see him put the face on and all that stuff. But like when he kills, um, I forget the, what the girl's name, the other girl, like you just see uh -huh. like feather, you just see feathers yeah. flying. Yeah. Uh, the only real, the only like real gore scenes you see are when um, he cuts that dude's leg in half and he puts him on the spike. That's the only time you like really see it like in your face. Most of it's all visceral shit in the background, like, you know, his like workshop. But um, I think this movie, unlike the, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like still like a, it's like it, you, it almost feels wrong to watch it. It feels like you're watching like a snuff film because right. like the gorilla, the gorilla <laughs> filmmaking of the original is so like good. It's so to me that's like it. To, it's one of the best horror movies ever because it's so fucking like gross looking in in the sense that like it makes you feel wrong watching it. Um, but I but in this movie I like that this is it is gritty. It is like, it, it, it feels very violent. It has that, like just the way it's shot, the, like the tone of it is much more mean than the original. Um, but like, I don't know. Th there's a lot of things that I didn't like that there were um, like differences. Like, I think this Leatherface is really good. I think Andrew Benars, however you pronounce his last name. I think he's, he's a menacing, like I'd be much more afraid of this Leatherface because that dude is gigantic yeah. and he's just looks, he's just like brutal. So there's like differences. Like I think the original is like a real, like unhinged, like Kentucky fried, like fucking <laughs> insanity. And the, uh, and this I'm one is just kidding. more, this more is just like white trash, like ramped up, which is like a different like vibe. So yeah. So it's, it, it, I like it, but I definitely don't like it as much as I originally remember. I remember walking out of the theaters being like, this movie's, this is it. Like, if you're going to do a remake, do it like this. Um, but yeah, upon rewatch, you know, 20 years later, I'm, uh, I still like it, but it's not, it's, it doesn't hold that like special place. I don't think it's one of the, uh, the best remakes anymore. Uh, for me, this still holds up. I think this, I, I think this goes in the category with John Carpenter's The Thing and The Fly as probably not just the greatest horror remakes ever made, but one of the greatest remakes, period. This was the blueprint for how to properly do it. Um, I was working at Suncoast when this came out, when this was announced, and I'm going to throw it back a little bit to a lot of you guys remember that? Ain't it cool? Like, those guys all went fucking, like, all, like, the net nerds went fucking ballistic, all the neckbeards at that time. <laughs> we're like, you know, like, like how, how dare you remake my, my Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Like, like how dare you? It's sacrilege. Listen, I'm going to be honest. That's a good comic guy. I, I, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I love, you know, I, I enjoy the... My, my favorite we, we covered it was texas chainsaw massacre part two that's my favorite of the franchise mm, yeah but i said then this is the one though that is like the best of the entire like anything even more than the original and the original is what it is and i'm i don't i don't care i will i will take the heat 
This <sighs> one is fucking leaps and bounds better than the original. We're, and it's we're can, back, candy, Nico. We're back. We're, we're back. Enemies. But listen, but listen, <laughs> Candy. Listen, Candy hit the nail on the head. This exactly accomplished what Toby Hooper initially really. If he would have had the budget, this would have been the the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, don't worry, Ren, because Candy's about to be all on my shit in a second. But <laughs> this came out in 2003, a couple of months after New Line had released another big yeah, horror movie yeah. that I love, though, which was a big event compared to this one of Freddy versus Jason. And I remember like when the, <laughs> there it when, is. the when the when the when the trailer hit for this before Freddy versus Jason, we were like, holy shit. Like when when this trailer played, like because we went open after Freddy, and because at at that time not everybody had the internet like like they do now. Yeah, it wasn't as accessible. So you still, while the trailers would come out online, you still had to wait. Like you know, most people had to wait for like to actually go see a movie to see a trailer. So I purposely waited to see that trailer. I had a computer. I had the like I had something you know whatever. But I wanted to see this on the big screen when I was seeing Freddy versus Jason to get the full the full effect. Yo, the audience reaction to that fucking trailer was insane. We went opening night for this one. It was completely sold out and everybody was fucking shook, like mob deep style shook. <laughs> I wasn't. I was just like floored. I was like, holy shit, this is a studio movie. Because I remember, like all, like I remember, like all of like it's it's sacrilege. How fucking dare you? Why is the girl from Seventh Heaven in this? It's like the, <laughs> another another movie, yeah. like with the WB kids, that. right? And then the movie came out, and all fucking bets were off. Like I mean, there's still some people that fucking hate it still, who think it's like you know the the biggest piece of crap. It's not like this. They're I, I think they're completely missing the point. This is a complete reimagining. This isn't even like a remake. It's like an alternate version of that story without an annoying Franklin character with, you know, a more competent final girl. Character, to be fair. Right. And it's like to kind of, you know, play off of what you were saying with Sheriff Hoyt with the great um, Arlie Ermey. Um, he's more the brains, the Leatherface is brawn. So, you know, of, of the two. Master Blaster. Right. And he's <laughs> he's more the one to be afraid of compared to because he can at least fucking think fast and make quick decisions where Leatherface is kind of, you know, derpy on his own. Yeah. Um, and and we get you get into more of that in in the prequel too. Right, right. Which I have a cool story about how I got to see that one too. But but this one was just like fucking like I was floored. Like yeah. I walked out of that day, like I wasn't afraid, but I was like, fuck, like that movie shook me to my core. And I've continuously watched it since. And I'm sorry, Ren, this shit still holds up. Like this is still <laughs> I, I mean say and what? I just say it was bad. I just don't think it's oh, as good right. as I thought it was 20 no, years ago. No, I mean, it's, again, working at Suncoast at that time, like, we had a lot of people that would come in. Like, I have a friend of mine. Um, he, he's a doctor. Big-time doctor in the area. But, like, this guy would come in, and, and I don't think he cares at this point because it sort of doesn't exist. He would drop, like, six, <laughs> $700, like, on, you know, new releases and collectibles that Suncoast sold. But when Freddy versus Jason was coming out that summer and this was, you know, kind of getting hyped at that point, he said it then. He was like, yo, mark my words. He's like, this is going to hit. It's going to hit big and it's going to start a complete domino effect, which it did. Because as soon as this hit, every studio was like snatching up every horror property they could get at this point. I mean, honestly, I, th I think out of the entire remake craze that, that this started, this is still probably head and shoulders ab above the rest. I mean, the only ones you could 
theoretically lump in the same category would probably be the Dawn of the Dead remake, which that was a big Evil you remember, Dead we, we, remake was Evil like, Dead. Yeah, I mean, but that was more towards like the I feel like that was more towards like the tail end of like the like remake. Yeah, but like like that that initial craze, I'm like Dawn of the Dead. And that was like a big like to do when it, you remember, like we talked about on the other show, like people were fucking like with pitchforks and fucking torches, like fuck you. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And like, I, I, I should have been one of those people. Don't that's my my. Feet. And it came out and it fucking blew everybody away. They were like, yeah. "Holy shit!" Yeah, but and, but look at some of the remakes that it's going up against. The Fog, right? But the House of Wax. But I would I would definitely put um. I mean, to be fair, this didn't really start it. I mean, we still, like we said, we had John Carpenter as a thing. We had the fly. Even House on Haunted Hill and 13 Ghosts were, you know, preceded yeah. this. But, yeah. but this this one got the formula correct. And the only other one, I know you, Dave, you brought up, you know, with the Platinum Dunes and Michael Bay thing. I'm like, in my opinion, the only other one that they did that kind of holds up is the Friday the 13th remake. If you don't view it as a remake, look at it as a sequel and I promise you, you'll enjoy it a lot more. It basically is a sequel because I if we're being honest, I never had any desire to see it again. If we're being honest, Friday the Thirteenth, the franchise, as much as that is my franchise, as as Candy's as Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth never really had any true continuity with it. It was kind of was it's you know true. like the it was like the Halloween before Halloween became Halloween. Now at this point, yeah. So if you just look at that one as a sequel, I promise you, you'll enjoy it. I mean, it's basically <laughs> a greatest hit of the first four movies, really. I mean, you really can't. I mean, you get with that. I mean, like, there's not much. They they understood the, the assignment with that one. They really did. Yeah. Same with this one. And look, ironically, who directed both of them? The the, the two best Platinum Dunes remakes. Marcus Nispel did both. Yeah. Is that a coincidence? Platinum. I don't know. <laughs> Platinum Dunes was Michael's Bay's remake studio. That's the studio that did all those. That's Platinum the one Dune? that did all those oh, Platinum okay. Dunes. But I mean, they obviously shit the bed with Nightmare on Elm Street because they had no fucking <laughs> clue what they were doing with that. <laughs> what one. A sh- yeah. I, was, I was rooting for that because, um, you know, uh, early. What's his name? Arlie Borshak. Yeah. No. no um, Jackie, Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, oh, yeah, which is a phenomenal actor, but he is not. Oh, he, I remember him Freddy. when I was a kid from like Bad News Bears and uh, yeah. Damnation Alley. And he's great as Rorschach. And I was, breaking away. And I was, I was, I was pulling for it, and it was, it was terrible. Dude, you know, he, yeah. I mean, he was like one of the few bright spots in that, and that's not really saying much because that movie's fucking terrible. I mean, um, you know, Platinum Dunes almost got Halloween. They almost did that. I mean, there was a bunch of remakes that were up with Platinum Dunes after this came out. Like they were like the go-to studio for like yeah. you know like the blueprint on how to do it. But then, you know, you got to get James Gunn involved with Dawn of the Dead and Zack Snyder, and that's you know, it, it launched their careers. Even though we know James Gunn from 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 his trauma flicks with Romeo and Juliet and Terra Farmer. Yeah, it's, it's no it's no coincidence that James Gunn did the best trauma movies either. <laughs> and the fact now that he's responsible for like the rebirth of like what what's going to happen with DC now. Yeah, you know he's he's also aside from a movie called you know from Marvel like that's not the Avengers. The three Guardians movies have been fucking fantastic. All three again, James Gunn. These are people that like came from the horror world. Yeah, but it all ties in with this where you know they were they were doing these remakes, doing these horror movies, and, and look what happened. So that that's my two cents on that one. I'll talk more about you know the film and, and overall but i love this remake this is this is one of my favorite like horror movies period like bar none it's so well done yeah um crystal and dave um so <laughs> i was prime demographic for this 
I, uh, I was 19 when this came out. I did not see it in the theater because, you know, poor nursing student at that point. But what had happened was this came out on a DVD and then we went to, we didn't have a blockbuster in my hometown because it was so small, but we had a movie gallery. Um, and my best friend who does not do horror movies like at all, just can't handle them. Somehow, I'm still trying to figure that out. I have messaged her. I'm waiting on the response. Somehow I convinced her to watch this. Um, <laughs> and we watched it at her house. And she's a very devout Catholic. I think I need to put that out there. And is she um, afraid of horror movies, Crystal? Like to kind of get that out there. Very afraid. Okay, so this and was this was a perfect like movie to show her. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know how I convinced her to watch this, but I did. Right. Um, Especially with the word massacre in the title. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how, <laughs> kind of a giveaway. Like, yeah. Like that crystal. It, I'm very proud of that crystal because uh, I also convinced her to watch Dogma. And she's going to kill me. Oh, my damn. Okay. Well, all I had to say for Dogma was, hey, there's this movie and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are in it. She was like, yeah, okay, I'm in. I'm I'm watching for George (laughs) Carlin. Um, I have to know. What was her reaction to Dogma? I have to know this. That's where I'm going with this. Okay, please. end of the movie. Buddy Christ. Yeah. At the end of the movie, she's paler than me, and I'm pretty pale. She's white, like whiter than paper, and she just turns and looks at me, and she's got tears in her eyes, and uh-huh. is looking at me and goes, "Oh my God, you can't tell anybody I watched this." And I'm like, "What's <laughs> going And she's like, "I'm going to get excommunicated." And I'm like, "It's a- <laughs> so, anybody finds out, she's going to get excommunicated." It's hilarious. I pick on her all the time. I'm like, hey, guess what I just watched? And she's like, what? And I'll send her like a picture of Buddy Christ. And she's like, I'm not acknowledging that. It's really funny. <laughs> um, but I'm t- I need I to ask her earlier today, like, how did I convince her to watch this? Because really, in this era, um, and we're the same age, in this era, like, we watched The Skulls together. We watched, um, oh, the, the, the other one that's in that that realm um and she was scared of those so i don't know how i convinced her to watch this but Wait, she was scared of the skulls that's not even a fucking horror movie yeah she was scared of the skulls and then we did urban legend urban legend so i'm really proud i got her to watch this and i really want to know what like what she remembers about this i remembered of course the opening with the gun blowing the girl's brains out. That was an excellent shot. Mm-hmm. I remember reading this movie, and I was a fan of Seventh Heaven. Uh, so I already knew who Jessica Biel was. Um, and so I was excited for that. But Eric Balfour, at the time, was pushed as, like, this sexy lead. And that may be how I got her to watch this. Um but I just have to say up front, all of these guys' facial hair is fucking awful. <laughs> Wait, Crystal, I, I have to ask because I knew him from. Did you ever see the Trojan War with uh, uh-huh. Will Friedel and him? Because he's like he's like like the the bad guy in it. It's actually yeah. if you guys never seen it, it's actually kind of it's it's so bad it's good, but it's like a definite like. Crystal will, will vouch. It's a time capsule for like that yeah. era where it's yes. basically about, about Will, Will Friedel from Boy Meets World, Eric Matthews. Mm-hmm. Or what does he call himself on there? Run, run, play, plays with squirrels. Also, that's his yes. other name on the show. <laughs> um, he's, he's basically trying to get laid. 
with was it Marley Shelton, right? Is like the girl he's I think it to, was Marley. But, I think but it his, was Marley his, Shelton. His best friend is Jennifer Love Hewitt and like yeah, you have to just watch it. But basically the whole yeah, it's, it, plot it's of the movie is him trying to get a condom. Trying to get a condom yeah. to to bang Marley Shelton. That's the whole plot of the movie. But it, David <laughs> Patrick Kelly's in it too. Is like a bum. So there's he has a cameo. I, yeah, it falls into the same frame as like Road Trip and all of that. Um, I but it's, but it's PG thirteen. It is. I don't know how I convinced my best friend to watch this because she's terrified of everything. Like <laughs> I haven't even gotten her to watch it or The Conjuring or. Um, we did watch the original Friday the 13th and I was cackling at the end and she was shaking with a pillow. Um, <laughs> but this movie I thought was shot well. It's a beautiful looking movie. Um, and it's good, especially if you think about it coming out 20 years ago. Some, you know, a lot of movies from that era relied on some CGI effects and they don't look good they don't hold up um i thought they did this one really well even though leatherface wasn't in it i do remember being scared myself at the end since they had portrayed it as like a true story and then like this is the only footage available and yada 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 and also thinking that these police people and sheriff's people are fucking idiots <laughs> yeah i think i remember saying at the end of it like why would you go in there by yourself and not like have extra people with you um, on the outside, but I liked this movie. Wait, did you say 20 years? Has it really been that long? Is it 20th yeah. anniversary this year? Yeah. Oh. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the grace, Crystal. <laughs> uh, I'm turning 40 next week. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and, I, and I really don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, so that also means that something else turns 20 this year, too. <laughs> a, a oh. fake movie that never happened don't do this to me can we celebrate <laughs> I'm, we, I'm down. We, should, we should we should have a whole freddy versus jason party for that one yeah we should get it over with we need to we should rip off that candy we have to just do it it's the anniversary oh Nico, candy. i will happen. let you know like like pre uh this movie, I, I actually did a, go at another time i want to talk about a movie i like tonight we need to do it all in person, though. We need, we need all yeah, let's do a live. Quit. Let's do a live watch with like Freddy your versus house, Jason. Sean and we'll all come up to your house and do it there. <laughs> yes, in person. Let's do it. Okay, you guys can enjoy the movie, and I'm going to do something in the other room. Fuck it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Yeah. Anyway. Thanks, guys, for flying out to watch this movie. I'll be in the garage. Moving along. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that movie. I hate it. So there are certain uh, movies that are like touchstones of a horror and the original um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Night of the Living Dead and Evil Dead. They're these movies that sort of happened almost by accident. They were just the perfect combination of talent and, and sort of... Um, and period. And like low budget um, inventiveness out of necessity that, that work. And so the original uh, TCM was like that. And I think what works for this one for me is that they didn't try to ape it completely. They took the plot but they changed enough and came at, uh, added enough with original ideas to make it work. We're not just doing a, a frame for frame reshoot like, um, like the original well, like so great. Psycho, remember that We're one? Still Magnolia. That's been so long. That was a sequel. No, no there a, wasn't a sequel, but there was a remake. Uh, I didn't. I <laughs> did not know that. But like the original TCM was filmed in like eighteen millimeter. Or was it sixteen millimeter? Sixteen millimeter. Sixteen millimeter. And it's got that grainy 
uh, almost found footage look. They, I, I'm glad that they didn't. I watched some videos about this movie today, uh, and some of the complaints were that people were saying they wish they had filmed it like that. I'm glad they didn't, because why, why just do a complete copy and paste when you can bring some new stuff to it? This movie is very beautifully shot. Um, the original, the, the same cinematographer. I looked him up, and my favorite credit of him, uh, the cinematographer, uh, Daniel Pearl, is that he uh, shot Meatloaf's video for I'd Do Anything For You, or For Love. For love. I just and picture Meatloaf with the big cape, tell. the big robe oh, coming I out. I just love that music yeah, video. That's, 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 that, to me, that, that's his defining uh, credit right there. Actually, Dave, can I kind of piggyback off that for a second? Because I, I know what you're talking about with this. There's one shot in the movie, and it's and it's it's just like its beauty is in its simplicity. It's, just, it's a night shot. It's of like the Hewitt house and like the way like the light is like kind of like reflecting in the background off of the. So I know exactly what you mean. Like that guy's. Yeah, this like, a lot. A lot of this shot. movie does take place at night in the dark, where the original I think is almost all during the day in mm -hmm. like harsh sunlight. I just like the fact that they didn't. They they tried to bring something new to it. Uh, just as a high level thing, my one complaint is that all five leads. No one in the seventies was this good looking. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is gorgeous. The guys I don't are all, argue with you. The guys are all beautiful cheekbones and strong chins, and the girls are all gorgeous. People, if you watch the original, the chicks were all like you know eighty pounds, and you know just and the guys were all scruffy. I love the fact that they took uh, the guy who plays. Uh, the other guy, not uh, Andy, oh, Mike Morgan. Vogel, he was, uh, he was apparently a male model before this. Yes. So he's obviously gorgeous. So they just stuck a goofy ass haircut on him and thought, okay, that's the seventies. <laughs> we'll just put a, it's, it's like, no, these people are all lucky down with some no, Crisco. <laughs> I, I was around in the seventies, and nobody was this good looking in the seventies. I'm just telling you that right now. Are we now. saying that Camper is good looking? Because I'm going to argue with that. No, I, you know, I, I, they're everyone in this movie. Oh, you, you know, babe, they're not that's that's like a looking, fucking this dude. facial hair is off. <laughs> the facial hair is a little off putting. And even, All facial facial hair is off -putting. Yeah, and even Jonathan Tucker, who is the one, you know, who's supposed to be the goofy, nerdy, you know, Richard Dreyfus guy. Uh, if you look at him in, in, without the goofy hair and, and facial, he's actually a very good looking guy. He's going to glow up. Yeah. He, so that's my complaint, I, I think. Um, but I don't know how you would remedy that. Like you put out a casting call for ugly, ugly, people. ugly skinny people. I don't know if that works, but now nowadays it wouldn't work. I mean, no. then, then you probably could have got away with it. Now you you can't say I need ugly, disgusting people to fill out my, my cast, <laughs> even though that's pretty much like the, the the fucking Hewitt family is like these like rejects that were from the movie Freaks. Yeah, and that's my only that's my only complaint. It's not even a complaint. It's just everyone's too good looking. The the lead, the main the leads the kids anyway. Yeah, are, are too good looking. It's just like it's. It takes you out of it a little bit. It's like they just took these gorgeous, you know, uh, Tommy Bahama models from uh, and and said, okay, we're gonna put them in the seventies now. We're in the seventies. Like, nah. But other than that, I love this movie. I think it's I, I think it's it's great. Yeah, but they gave Jedediah that just awful mouthpiece that poor kid had yeah. to wear. Jedediah. Jedediah. <laughs> make sure these own. people know they're backwood folk. We need like a spin-off where Jedediah goes to like, you know, the eighth grade. Yeah. Well, they had the, they had they you, talking about like some uh, some deleted scenes, man. This movie was going to be a hell of a lot more gruesome. Um, that, that's going to be my other complaint is that I wish they had gone. Everyone talks about the original. Oh, you don't hardly see any blood, which is true and which is great. I, I kind of wish in this one they had gone for that. Apparently, there were a lot of deleted scenes, a lot of edited out stuff that was much more. I think in this one, I would have appreciated that. In, yeah. in this one. Have you ever seen the alternate ending? this it's on no. the on the dvd it's very candy have you seen it 
Yeah, but it's been a minute. So in the alternate ending, is it okay to talk about it real quick? I mean, I don't yeah. know if you were going to. Yeah. So in the alternate ending, um, Aaron, the Jessica Biel character, or Jessica Biel's character in the film, she ends up chopping off his arm, I think, in that cut, right? And yeah. with, with a meat cleaver, not not the fucking chainsaw. And the end of the movie, he he kind of, I think he just walks out of like like the, because he's like left for dead. So the ending that that we saw, like where it's like, oh, it's like that real quick, like close up of him, and like it's like the freeze frame, didn't yeah. happen. It's him getting up from the meat packing plant and just walking off with the chainsaw in his one arm, and yeah. that's that's that was the original ending of the film, which I I think the ending that we got was better. Yeah, plus, yeah. one thing you didn't touch Definitely on too, like the better. kid that plays Jedediah was uh, David Dorfman, I think his name was. He was the kid in the ring. Did you look mm-hmm. up his his biography? What an interesting person! Yeah, now a lawyer, yeah, not just a lawyer, like a, a representative in Congress or something, and like yeah. highly regarded. He is a U.S. representative. He is in the Senate. The dude was admitted to UCLA at thirteen years old. Wow! Yes. Fucking impressive. I think at thirteen, I was still like figuring out if my boogers tasted good. Ew! Ew. Um, <laughs> he was a Harvard Law School at eighteen. At eight, what an interesting person. It wow. was in and the ring also another remake. I don't we talked about it much, but I love it. I know it's, I, it's I do too. That's one of that's one of the better. You're right, Dave. That is one of the even for a PG 13 horror, but that's probably one of the better PG 13 horror movies. And then the, the dude ring. went on to you know, <laughs> anyway, you read his biography, you like it makes you feel kind of bad about your accomplishments. Okay, just don't touch him. You know, I got a I got a miss call by Takashi Miike by making it PG 13. Have you ever seen a Takashi Miike film? They don't need to be PG fucking 13. No. Right. I love Ringu. I love the original. I keep telling Dave. Yeah, that. I've never seen it. I need to. Keep it Asian, guys. Come on. Keep the Asian. But just, just high level, I think this movie's great. It's certainly beautiful. Arlie Army, love him. Gotta love him. Uh, yeah, and I just wish it had been a little gorier. Yeah. I'm not complaining about everybody being too good looking. That's not really a complaint. It's just a little bit. It just kind of like takes you out of it a little bit. But so, um. I- I wanted to touch, we, we, we brought up my, my woman, Jessica Beale, and uh, I have a complicated past of being queer, but like when I saw this film, I, I hadn't really seen or anything. I didn't watch Seventh, he- Seventh Heaven. It was like fucking religious or something. I was like, absolutely not. Get that fucking shit out of my face. But when I saw her in this movie, I'm like, she is fucking insanely hot. I She is like my ultimate woman crush up there with Rose McGowan. But Jessica Biel was so fucking hot in this movie. And I was just like, and she she plays such a great final girl. And what mm-hmm. I like about it, and, and this is part of what I wrote about in, in for Ghouls, was that, hi, BB. Um, you know, the evolution of the final girl, you know, we have Sally, who was like this amazingly determined to survive, um, you know, final girl, really one of our first, major final girls in horror history really going into that trope but sally is just a survivor man she like fucking jumps out of windows and she's just running screaming man she had like stamina but erin is such a badass she's got these skills and she can hotwire cars she's like my misfit youth i can pick locks i can do this shit and so she was like the fully utilitarian like i got all these skills final girl and and I just thought Jessica Biel was insanely hot, um, so I don't know if that resonates with anyone. But I wanted to say I that think, I, I think, huh? No, I was going to say I think that she reminds me of Barbara from the um, Savini remake. 
like from yes. the original, like in a comparison, yeah. whereas Sa- whereas Sally was kind of like, you know, kind of just there and 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 found a way to survive. Obviously, Barbara was catatonic in the original, but like the Savini's Barbara was like this badass. Whereas now, this one, Jessica Biel's version, is, like, case, well, Sally was. was uh, yeah, and in the case ass. of Living Dead and the remake, Romero wrote the uh, the screenplay for the remake, and yeah. um, you know Romero wanted to right the wrongs of how he did Barbara in the original. So uh, a lot of people are like, you know, put all this on Savini, but like Romero wrote that script and Savini made it come to life. Um, and Patricia Tallman was like fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah, like having Barbara be the heroine of the story. Um, was awesome. So it was like this neat little, you know, change, yeah. this shift. And and I think in this film, there's there are some shifts that are for the good, you know, in that, you know, like not not, you know, Aaron's not just running and screaming the whole time. Yeah. She's stopping the fight. She's playing traps. She's fighting back. And I like that. Yeah. You know, so it gives it a whole different tone. And, you know, I just think everything had that appropriate tonal shift that makes this work. Like Instead of the cook, who was played really well by Jim Cena, we just talked about this with TCM two. Um, he was that was his last film, but you know he was the cook in the original TCM. But like I think Hoyt Sheriff Hoyt was just like like that upgrade from the cook. Like he's menacing, he's scary, he's fucking insane. He is genuinely frightening, and that's you know given a lot to Arlie Army's performance. I think that it was necessary it's needed because it's not like well leatherface isn't the only scary thing around here we're gonna make there's this other antagonist that's gonna you know kind of facilitate um leatherface and and i i just really like he he lights up and and kind of makes you laugh in a wrong way about some of the shit he says like yeah you know like uh sean's quote where he's like oh she's a little wet down there what you guys been doing with this body what'd you do to her going on you know or he's like oh i used to love wrapping up these honeys it's like ew so it's just like this film was great at making you feel is uneasy you feel uneasy like immediately you're you're very uneasy and there are scenes like the suicide reenactment scene where he has morgan get in there well show me what happened and you know i always feel like really fucking nervous and that shows a lot like every time i watch this and i've seen it a lot of times where he's like or you're telling, well, the angle doesn't work right. Put the gun in your mouth. And it's just like, oh, fuck. I would be like, you're just going to have to shoot me. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> when we watch this, I said, like, I'm like, no, he just have to fucking kill me. I'm not doing that. Because I'm not going to, like, put a fucking gun in my mouth and blah, blah, blah. And then, he, you know, Morgan tries to turn around on him. And then it's like, oh, well, you just really fucked yourself, didn't you? And, like, I love that nastiness to him. He's just. He I'll can't. tell you, the, the scene that did it for me in this um, was after Andy got his leg cut off and he puts him up on that hook when he takes that fucking handful of salt uh, and, and he just puts it to cauterize packs, it, packs that wound. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I can feel that yeah, shit. I just feel my nerve endings go like nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously this is a lot of me like saying, Oh my God, you know, are they army secret, but he really is. But Morgan <laughs> is the Franklin of this movie. He's he fucking annoys the shit. I mean, not on Franklin level where I'm just, please kill this, this man. And I'm a disabled person. And I'm like, take him out. Fuck this guy. But Morgan is really fucking annoying. But then it's like at the, you know, after everything is said and done, like he's the last one there. And he, he does try to help Aaron, so I'll give him that. But mostly he's stupid and annoying. So, you know, I don't care for him. Um, 
who was next? Was it Nico or was it okay? Were you next, Nico? Okay. You are muted. Better. Can you all yes. hear the liquid sex? Okay. Um I think the one thing that this movie got completely right was its portrayal of Leatherface. This is probably like one of the few times like in this complete franchise probably only that Leatherface is genuinely scary is is in this film. He's menacing. He's very like he he is the the full slasher icon. Plus like the look of the mask in this one looks amazing compared to I guess this in the original or I mean to me these are like like the two looks that that you know kind of stick out the most for this character. Um the um, only thing is, I mean, I know Andrew Bonarski is a trash human being in real life. Like mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of, yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about details. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of like, like he's gotten to like fist fights, like with with people at like conventions, and has like this fucking ego, like the size of Texas. But I mean, goddamn it, I mean, when you when you played here. when you played the character like that, I could kind of see why. I mean, you know, to me that that's kind of the definitive version is, is his is his version of Leatherface, even even a little more so than Gunner's because I mean we see more of of Andrew's Leatherface in this one versus you know Gunner in the original. Not taking anything away from Gunner Hansen, I'm saying because he was the first, but I mean this this one just seemed a little bit more intense. Like the whole movie as a whole was just intense. Like the gore was on point. Like I've seen the behind the scenes of how they did the scene when the girl blows the back of her head out. Which by the way, that girl, that's Lauren German, I think her name is. She's the the final girl in Hostel Part Two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is is who she is. But like it was actually kind of cool to see the behind the scenes and how they did it, where it was like an like an air canister that like kind of like made her go like that. They slowed it down and they had like a rig in the back of her head that was all like tomato stew. An endoscope. Yes. Right. And then they, they did yes, they did that with that. And then when they got the effect, it was her smoking a cigarette, slowly bro- uh, blowing the smoke out for that scene. <laughs> which which yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, mean to kind of step on your on your um special effects moment there sean i'm sorry because that was like one of like the few effects in the movie that really like i think with anybody like that scene stuck out because that's when like all bets were off and the movie kind of starts with that and you're like fuck dude like you're like nobody's safe and honestly this is one of the few movies where like you actually care about these fucking kids if they're gonna all make it out or not it's one of the few horror movies that that has that because not a lot because a lot of them you're like good fucking kill these kids <laughs> Jason, do your thing. Michael might, but this one, I I was like legitimately like, please, all of you make it out alive, and that that was not the case. Okay, um, Crystal and Dave, um, I wanted to piggyback off you, Candy, when you're talking about how hot Jessica Biel was. Since <laughs> I was a Seventh Heaven watcher, uh, Miss Jessica Biel, and I told Dave this story uh, when we were watching this movie. Miss Jessica Bill got kicked off and written off uh, Seventh Heaven because she posed for the cover of Maxim, where she's topless, but she's covering everything and her bottom's completely covered. But Aaron Spelling was like, no, that's too scandalous. You're supposed to be a Christian daughter from a preacher. Da, 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 da. No, we're writing you off. And so Mrs. Justin Timberlake had to go find some other work. So <laughs> that's what I, sure. I think she's done all right for herself. Yeah, she's done all right for herself. Um, and you know the irony with Seventh Heaven that you know 
they were yeah, so worried. They were, that, they were, oh, they were right, so worried about right. that and, and what actually happened in the end anyway. Right. Yeah. So. Because I was a WB addict. I will admit that. Uh, I was the prime demographic. I was watching Seventh Heaven, but I was really staying up to try to watch Charmed. Dawson's uh, Creek for life over here. Yes, yes. Love Dawson's Creek. But um, Charmed, Julian McMahon was my man. Uh, so I was trying to watch that. We do have an update. I finally got a response from my best friend. Um, and she said, I asked her if she remembered watching this. And <laughs> bless it. She said she does not really remember watching this. She knows that her and I rented it, but she doesn't remember much from the movie. This bitch has put that in the vault and said never again. Um, so, <laughs> yes, I asked her if she remembered how I talked her into watching this movie. I'm waiting on that response. I do want to say this house, uh, the Hewitt's house uh, for this movie it is an amazing set. And if you're anywhere near Granger, Texas, it is still up and it still looks like this. And Granger, Texas is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, Most Texas of Texas is scary, fun. guys. I'm just telling you, as somebody who used to live there, don't, yeah. fuck, don't fuck around in Texas. I'm taking my mom to Texas in September to see Kevin Von Erich. So I'm a little worried. He'll be out in the middle um, of nowhere. Yeah. The, with the Von Erich, like the wrestling? Yeah, that was my mom's favorite wrestling family. Oh. So we're going to see Kevin Von Erich. Um, and I'm already dreading it. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, if we're anywhere near Granger, which I don't think Granger is anywhere near uh, where we're going to be, uh, I will drive past this house and ask my mom if she knows what it is. Don't go inside. Everywhere in Texas, well, at least where I lived, uh, was open carry. So, you know, you're going to Walmart trying to get groceries and there's fucking people with guns. And I'm like, is this the fucking Wild West? I got to go home. Fuck this shit. <laughs> he lives in Georgia. Me. So. I don't know anything about Georgia. Sorry. Open carry here, isn't it? Yeah, you can open carry here if you need but to. But I'm sure it's not like um, Texas where they think it's fucking, you know, showdown at the Alamo all the time. You know, in, in Texas, if three people say you did what you did, you can get the electric chair. Yeah, Texas is a fucking scary place anyway. But, but yes, but my my favorite team comes from Texas, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I don't think all of them are Texans. <laughs> I mean, I have to defend Texas just 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 on that one alone. I gotta I gotta say the best things. Yeah, about the Texas sports don't count because and, like. I like sports teams, and like I used to watch the Pacers from a basketball person, but almost all of them were not from Indiana. Plus, we, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Fuck yeah. And Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, right? The Undertaker, all from Texas. That's not yeah, all but, bad. Like, you have to, those are people that, no, that don't know. It's, it's different, like day to day life in Fort Worth, Dallas area. Is, yeah. That's where you lived. You live in Fort Worth? I live in Fort Worth. I lived in Austin for five years. And yeah, let me you tell were you, Austin, lucky. That's the only cool place in Texas. The only I've cool heard. place. The rest of Texas. I don't even care if people in Texas hate me. You're in Texas. Fuck it. So the rest of Texas go fuck. I'm, I'm safe in the Midwest. I, I um, looked ha it up. Hashtag Nico's a Dallas Tornado. Cowboys fan. <laughs> hashtag Nico what? Hashtag Nico's a Dallas Cowboys fan. Texas people that listen to the show. <laughs> hashtag Candy's never setting foot there again. 
Sorry if you guys hear a little feedback from this. I'm trying to keep it on mute, but it's like hotter than the devil's ass crack in this house right now because it's like fucking I Johnny Blazing. So I'm hoping you guys aren't here. Johnny Blazing hip hop and R and B in this bitch. I mean, the air conditioners are in the room, so it's how much I love you guys that I'm fucking sweating my my nutsack off because this is how much I miss you and love you guys. <laughs> it's the house that screams weight loss plan. It's the house that it's the house that sweats. House that's that swamp sweats. crotch. It's like a sauna. Yep. Yeah, lots of people have swamp ass in Georgia. I so mean, hey, it, it ties in with this. They all had like swampy. Everybody stuff going on. Real, real, real quick, can I chime in since everybody passed me over um, initially? Um, <laughs> I I enjoy this movie. I like it a lot. Um, I'm an avid fan of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it's a fucking masterpiece. Um, and this is not that and i was trepidatious when i first saw the trailer for this and nico it may have been when i saw freddy versus jason that i saw the trailer for this i know i saw it in the theaters and i can't remember but i remember like seeing it and enjoying the trailer but also being worried at the same time and it's very similar to my feelings now um because of how much i love the exorcist and knowing that it's getting ready to be remade um, and how I'm like, I'm like curious, but worried at the same time, especially because of who has their hands on it. Um, mm -hmm. so going, going into this movie, I didn't know anything about the director. Didn't really know anything about platinum dunes or Michael Bay, like, you know, and when I first saw this, like, was I worried? Yes, but I fucking enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Everything it, it's anti everything that i loved about the original it's more visceral um but see the lack of gore worked in the original because you know you think about movies like alien like all of the off-screen deaths that you hear everything that's happening but you can't see it and so it's left to the to the mind and so i think back into like text the original text chainsaw massacre with franklin you don't see what's happening but you can see Leatherface driving that chainsaw into his body. And so you can only, you're only left to imagine what it is. So on the flip side, we get this. And yeah, you're, I would have loved to have seen a hell of a lot more gore. Um, when we were talking about the deleted scenes, they were going to have uh, Jedediah get killed. Um, but they took that out because they thought that that would have been too much. Uh, the scene Ren, that you mentioned with uh, Pepper when she gets the chainsaw and all you see is the feathers, that was a whole thing. Um, they had a whole like detailed scene where she gets takes it across the stomach, guts, all this stuff, but they ended up taking it out. How much of that was the MPAA and how much of that was just studio decisions? I don't know, but it, it gore in, in this time, like they were pushing envelopes, but they were afraid to push too much and you know as we know now with movies like terrifier sky's the fucking limit when it comes to to gore and bodily destruction yes go ahead i just think that in 2003 this is still pretty fucking edgy and well, yeah it is it is but it, but you I have to like for that for that time you know what i'm saying yes the movies are getting yeah, a hell of a lot more edgier happening at that same time right so they were pushing a lot of envelopes. Yeah, they were. And I think that they could have pushed a hell of a lot more. Um, but having somebody like Arlie Ermey in this, 
like that blew my mind because I I saw Full Metal Jacket and multiple times. And I got to tell you, I love the movie. But once, spoiler alert, once Arlie Ermy dies... The movie sucks. I'm not interested. Thank you. It's, yeah. yes. it's not that really great of a does. film. This this could have been the whole movie with them in boot camp with that, and also too to kind of if you're looking at who to blame about the Exorcist, there, Jason Blum. Yeah, just, look, just looking. Yeah, we mirror, know, but you we know. know. But you but know. looking at me, number one right now to me. But yeah, like Arlie Arlie Ermy, like he stole this, and do I think he was as the main? They would answer? say, as my brothers would say, he ate. Oh, he yeah. did eat. Well, um. At this time period, Nico, like you were saying, Freddy versus Jason, this, we ate good. We, we ate we real did. good. We were getting some Bro, good It was some good films. It was back to back. Like New Line, New Line had reestablished itself too after this came out with Freddy versus Jason. Sorry, Candy. That back to being like the New Line House of Horror where like they revitalized all three with yep. Leatherface, Freddy, and um, I mean, unfortunately, Freddy and Jason didn't do much after this because, you know, rights issues and shit. But right. I mean, Leatherface was still kind of still going strong at that point. Yeah. But I mean, this this kind of like I mean, this this film even had like like Todd McFarlane even did the movie Maniacs. Right. That entire line was specifically for the remake for this. Yeah. There was no other toys for the movie Maniacs except for these. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, I you know I enjoyed this film. I loved it. Um, definitely like caught my attention when it first came out. Um, we watch it quite regularly, uh, at least once a year. Um, and you know, the, as far as the as far as the cast goes, I mean, aside from Arlie Erming, um, Andrew Brynarski, um, Brynarski, yeah, Brynarski, I think he I think he did a really effective job, big motherfucker. And you know, I think that that they took a different approach with Leatherface with this and got this bigger, like hulking guy, um, which makes it kind of more in line with your Freddie and your Jason and this and the other. But like I've said, when we did uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, the reason that Leatherface has always been my favorite of the quote unquote slashers is because he's the one that's most real. And that is not including uh, Ghostface because I'd fucking hate the Scream movies. <laughs> but but real. like he's he is the one that's that's real, right? He's not a dream demon. He's not you know a resurrected a mongoloid uh, mama's boy. Mongoloid mama's boy. To a you know he's you know and and so he has these emotions and you know these issues and you see it and he battles with himself and you do kind of feel that sympathy towards him. Um, and you're kind of confused because it's like, God, he's, he's like grisly and gruesome and he's fucking butchering these people. But at the same time, he's like kind of being abused and being mistreated. And, you know, it's like kind of like his, maybe his upbringing, you know, I mean, you see that a lot in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, the way they treat him and the way they talk to him and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, as far as the cast goes with the main characters, like Jessica Biel, I mean, yes, she's attractive did I give a fuck if any of them lived or died? No, not really. Um, I, <laughs> I, I her character, but I don't know if it's. Yo, I, do I, was she effective <laughs> in her role? Yeah, I think I think I think her character was effective, but I just I'm a Leatherface fan. Like I just wanted to see him fucking kill them Yo, all. Sean, Sean woke up that morning and after that he's like, "Fuck them kids, fuck <laughs> <laughs> them kids." And one thing too, Andrew and Archie, when they had announced kids, when they had announced that it was him playing, I was already on board with it because. You know, I 
he was in Batman Returns. He plays uh, Christopher Walken's son in Batman Returns. Oh, and I didn't know that. He was and he was also Latimer in the program. If you guys ever saw that, the college football movie with and Zang, and then he was Zangief in Street Fighter. But <laughs> but really, it was it was uh, his role as Latimer in um, the the Royd head and the college football movie, the program with James Con. No shit, that was him. I haven't seen that that's in so him. long. He's the one with, with his with, where they doing like like they're spitting each other's mouth. That's him. That's oh, that's Andrew Bonarski. Okay, so yeah, I didn't know that. Leatherface. I was like, all right, I'm on board with this. Like, I, I didn't was know that. On board with it, but yeah, that's yeah, that's he, him. He got this role because he was at a party that Michael Bay was at and went up to him and and told him, "I want to be your next Leatherface," because he had found out about the the movie and he basically told him, "I'm going to be." Leatherface, and they wound up casting. And they even told him they were like, "Dude, like it's gonna be a very physically demanding role. You're gonna have all this makeup on." His exact response was like, "It sounds like fucking tea time, dude. Like, let's go fucking do this." <laughs> yeah. And and the, the performance. I mean, again, as as much of a of a trash person as he is at you know conventions, and how he's reacted to certain things online. I mean, you you can't doubt that he fucking nailed it with how he played right. that character. Yeah, he, he really did. Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked many times before about separating the art from the artist. Yeah. Sometimes you know, I can. So. Sometimes I can't. You know, one, one cool thing about this, too, I don't know if you guys remember, because did you guys get the, the DVD when it had come out right after the movie, when it finally yeah. had a couple months after? So, because they, they don't do stuff like, well, they, they kind of do now, I guess, with Steelbooks. But this was like one of the first ones that really had like that extra little something where when you got, because there was two versions. There was like the regular, just bare bones DVD that New Line put out. And there was like their collector's ultimate edition that had like the um, actual tin that came off. It was like a red tin that had Leatherface like on the cover for the um, for the DVD. But then when you opened it, like the 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 DVDs were were the actual like chainsaw like cuz it was yep. like two disc that but then so it had cool. but then it had ev- the the evidence pictures inside like in a folder yep wow. with it also like they really went all out for like the DVD really cuz I was at Sunco's when it came out so like of course when it came out like the reservations were like through the fucking roof they were like oh this and Freddy versus Jason at the same time we'll get them both Actually, this movie and Candy's gonna be like, "Good, fuck that movie." This, this actually the the the, the DVD presentation for this version of Texas Chainsaw because it came out around the same time as the Freddy versus Jason two disc was way more put together than the Freddy versus Jason disc. Like, way more put together. Like, there was way more stuff with this one than there was on Freddy versus Jason. And Candy's like, "Fuck that movie." Is that the? Is, yeah, is that what start, you have, like, Ren? Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. This the he's talking about the, the evidence. Yeah, yeah, that's the oh, one. Yeah. 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 yeah, dude, that's it. Yeah. Once yeah. upon a time, I owned that. Yeah, yeah, I had it too. I mean, when now? Yeah, and the I whole mean, like, yeah, we if you can see it, the whole thing stretches out to the. Oh yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I have see, that. this is the kind of thing too. Like, this is why I kind of hope like that. You know, uh, and again, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off something that I just got. So I got the Creep Show 4K, and just to give it a quick little. Scream Factory did such a phenomenal fucking job with the transfer on that. So you guys really, like, I'm, I'm telling you, it's worth the double dip if you have a 4K Blu-ray player mm-hmm. and a 4K. Like, it looks like it was shot today with today's equipment. Right. Like, the colors literally pop on this thing. Like, this is arguably the greatest 4K restoration I've ever seen for an 80s film. That being said, I hope that New Line and, and Warner Brothers take a look at what Scream Factory is accomplishing with these conversions especially with their creep show that they allow them to do the texas chainsaw remakes properly on a 4k and eventually what everybody really wants is that nightmare on elm street 4k box set 
but I, I, I think, I think that if, cause there was a, there was a couple, what they have, they have this one, they have the beginning, they have the third one, right? Leatherface is a new line one. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think so, and yeah. then there's there's one more that they I think they have right. I think there's there's like three or four moves because they can put them all together in a little box like that for 4K to have kind of you know. But this this is something that really I think Screen Factory could probably fucking nail and really make this thing pop off the screen if they get their hands on this one. So you know it's up, it's up to Warner Brothers because like with with the buy from Discovery, a lot of shit is going to be a lot tougher to get, and they want to do things more in house. I, I can tell you now from the comparison between the Lost Boys 4K that they did versus what Screen Factory or Creepshow, Creepshow looks fucking better than Lost Boys does, like visually. So okay. I, I, would, I would only hope that, that Screen Factory can get the rights for the Texas Chainsaw remake and properly put out a 4K for this thing. So that's just my, my two cents. Please, Screen Factory, do that. And Nightmare on <laughs> Elm Street. Get on I know, it. I know, I, know, I know Candy's begging for a good fucking box set for that, too. Yeah. Yes. We know, we know you're listening. So get to it. We, we we do know you're listening. So come on, get on that. I'm trying to. Um, I think I think I said this earlier, and it's not in my notes. So I was just like going over them. But I think the story in this, uh, we get a little bit more character development. Um, whereas in, you know, TCM, like you know, everybody's kind of almost a side character except for Sally, and we don't really get to, we don't get to know these people very much, and we get a little bit more immersement with them when they're having fun. And there's like that kind of dialogue, like, "What do we really go to Mexico for?" And it turns out they bought all this pot, and she's like, "Well, I wanted to get married," and um, you know, and then you find out in a very sad moment that the when the engagement ring falls out of her, going to be fiance. And then Leatherface just looks at it and keeps it. You know, I was like, oh, man. But Aaron was actually going to be pregnant because when they make that yes. comment yes. Um, about when we were in Mexico, you didn't drink, um, you didn't smoke the weed, you didn't party. So she was actually going to be pregnant. So that part of the beginning is kind of left in for that. But they ended up changing that story. And yeah, let me just say right now. That, that takes me out of the movie, too, because I was born in 1965, and I'm pretty sure my mom was smoking a cigarette while I was born. So My mom had that- her pregnancy with me in 1979. Um, in 73, no to party with her friends while she was eight months pregnant. She was smoking weed, smoking cigarettes, dropping yeah. lewd. I don't like, think in 73 so that would have ever occurred to a pregnant woman to not smoke or no. drink uh, in 73. No, because in 79 at the hospitals, you were still having to ask your husband's permission for epidurals and shit. What's wrong with that? Yeah. What makes me think of that? Makes me think of that scene in Dazed and Baby. Makes me think of that scene in Dazed and Confused when the the pregnant woman's all stuff like looks like she's about eight months pregnant and she's in there buying smoking a cigarette, buying beer. Yeah. Oh, it's like the scene in the Hairspray remake when um, they're singing like the um, when I think they're taking like the John Travolta with the Edna Turnblad like down the street and you see like all like like the pregnant ladies in the bar smoking cigarettes drinking martinis. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I I get it, Dave. You're you're 100 correct, and that those scenes are actually on the DVD as deleted scenes. There's almost like an entire different cut of this movie. Yeah, there's with a the lot deleted there. scenes. The pregnant that, cut that exists. It's yes, certainly a minor quibble, cut. but it, it it made me giggle. That woman's death, the girl who committed suicide's baby. And right. so there's that, you know, and but I mean, I, I kind of I don't know why, but I, I kind of wish you we went with the pregnancy storyline. 
you know, kind of raises the stakes. Well, I, it more will to survive. It, it definitely raises the stakes, but I think that it also, depending on how far along she was, it would no, lessen. It would have been early months. Yeah, if she was too far along, it would have lessened the. That's not what I meant, but like action that she would have been able to take. And we don't really start showing till about. And for me, I didn't start showing till about five and a half, six months. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta tell you guys something. It's funny and it's a little fucked up, and I and I and it ties in with this. I promise. And Lord forgive me because I'm probably going to hell. But half of you guys are coming with me anyway. So the other day I was letting Marcellus out so he can go do his business in the yard. Okay, and we're pretty sure they're inbred in the back <laughs> and live behind us, and they have a clone <laughs> that looks almost like our fucking dog Marcellus, but. That's not what's going to tie in with this. What's going to tie in with this is the lady that was walking said dog. And when I say walking, I use walking in quotations because she was more like, again, not to body shaming call out, but she was waddling. She was almost like identical to the fucking tea lady. No. In, like, glasses, short hair, like the, I'm going to say it in Spanish. It's the bata, but it's called a mumu. Everybody knows it as identical, like had like, like the humongous, like dripping, like second chin. Like I, I was... I came in. I was like Amber. Um, I called her at work. I was like Amber. I'm like, you've seen the Texas Chainsaw remake, right? Yeah, yeah. Why? I'm like, you know how we think they're inbred back there? Yeah. I'm like, I think the tea lady from the Texas Chainsaw lives behind us. And she was like, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, I'm pretty sure like they live behind us now. So we're <laughs> we're convinced that that the the fucking tea lady lives back there. My favorite. And not, to, not to go. To and I love her too. Favorite. I love her in that movie. That way, I think she's like one of my favorite like. <laughs> Minor characters. Going off that, just really quickly, when we talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre beginning, I think she has a bigger role in that one. Yeah, and she's such a sweet lady. I feel like too, like that. You know, because she she just has like that motherly. The only my my only real complaint with this movie, honestly, the only thing I really didn't like is the scene when Jessica Biel finally kicks into like Ellen Ripley mode, which is cool when she takes the baby and that skinny meth head whatever the fuck she is her reaction when she realizes the baby's gone looks so fucking stagey and phony and there had to be another cut that they did of that reaction to the baby being miss her baby being missing like it, it just i don't know that's the only scene in the movie that completely takes it's not enough to, to even lower the score for this thing but it's if you go back and watch it that particular it's so poorly done is her reaction to that. I guess I just don't pay too much attention to that character because she's so fucking weird anyway. I don't know. It's just, I, I never even noticed that, I guess. Which is weird. It's just little, like, I, I notice, like, little nuances and, like, performances and, like, the way, like, certain dialogue I is I usually given. do, but I guess and she... That, that one stuck, still sticks out the most to this day, and I'm like, like, there, there had to be another take of this that you could have used. Mm-hmm. So we haven't heard much from Ren, and I want to let him you know say some stuff before we start digging into good reviews and bad reviews and our reviews so i don't know like listening to you guys talk about it, i think i feel like it's like what you like want out of it i think the like watching it again 
I feel like I'm still just drawn to the the unhingedness of the original, and I think that's why I feel that the that this remake doesn't hold up uh, as much. I think if it was if it was gorier, if we got all those deleted scenes, I probably would still like hold this in high regard as like one of the best remakes ever. And I still think this is a really really good remake. I just don't think it. Like I, I remember in 2003, like I batted hard for it. I was like one of those like, yep, you know that I hate remakes, you know. Um, but this one, this one was awesome uh, because it was different. Because as uh, Dave said earlier, that they didn't try to do the shot for shot. They didn't try to shoot it in the 16 millimeter. They didn't try to make it look like a snuff film. They were like, we're just going to give you a brutal horror movie in your face with all of it. Um, I think I like that Leatherface is not. The like, you don't see much of Leatherface in the original. I think I like that. I think that like the fact that you they they tease him, he's always just kind of there, like lurking, um, and can always come out at any moment. Because I still think Leatherface in the original has the greatest introduction scene of any horror character that's ever happened. Yeah, his first his fir- his first scene is absolutely perfect. I, it's other than the beginning of Jaws, it's probably the greatest. It might be the, the best horror scene like ever, um, because it's it's in bang done. The door shuts before you even like get to realize like what the hell you just saw, and you're like, what the fuck was that? And then you know you're in for like a ride with the original TCM. I I don't know. Like there's there's certain things about this that like piss me off now. Like I don't like um, I didn't like seeing Leatherface's face. Like, I don't want to see his real face. Like, I don't want to know what he looks like. I, I think I just want to see the different versions of other people's faces that he's wearing. That makes you rare because most people have been wanting to see his face since after the first one. A lot of fans have been calling out for it, and they were originally going to do it in part three in Leatherface. And they didn't have the technology or the effects that do what they wanted. So this was mm-hmm. like this quick little view for a lot of people that wanted to see it. No, no, I I'm a notorious, like, don't want to know. Like, I don't like every time, every time they show Jason's face, I get fucking annoyed with it. And, and yeah. um, I don't like that. They, uh, I don't want to see Michael's face. Like I like in I the was, original, like you just kind of see it for a second and he pulls his fucking mask back down. And I'm fine with that. Cause it's so fast. And you're like, Oh wait, what the hell did he look and, like? And it uh, looks, and it looks relatively normal, which is interesting. In, yeah. in the original. It's, it's just, it's just a face. Yeah, but I, that's the thing. Is like I don't, I don't want to see these guys' face. I think not knowing it makes them scarier, and mm-hmm. and so and seeing him in this one, you know, with with the missing nose and whatever is going on with him, um, kind of took me out for it. Like like it, it like it, I remember in the original being like, oh shit, that's what he looks like. But now I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't. I'm kind of sad that I know what he looks like. At least this version of him. Um, so there's there's a few things that like. Like I said, they like, didn't hold up for me from the original time that I saw it. I still think it's better than a lot of. It's definitely as as Nico was saying earlier uh, of what it spawned. It's the it's definitely the best of that era of the remakes. Um, I don't know if I'd like lump it in some of like the other ones. Like I don't. I I wouldn't personally put it in there with like the thing and the the fly and stuff like that. Um, but it's 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 the best of the that stuff like the early 2000s that we got like it's it definitely like put the bar the bar high and then no one was able to like achieve that afterwards and i love the hills have eyes remake i still think that holds up i know you guys I all disagree like it, no i i like no, that i loved it. Okay. That I gave it, high rating. it and then we were all like oh that was very recent Ian was on that yeah. show we were all like oh man i think yeah. i gave it the highest rating of all of us i think you did, did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like I like that one a lot. Yeah, I, so I think that one holds up, but I think the TCM remake might be 
it's it's like up there. It's like maybe maybe it's it's better or worse. Like probably you know tomorrow I'll tell you, I'll tell you that the hills have eyes was better, and today I'll tell you Texas Chainsaw was better. <laughs> um, but like I don't know, like there. I, it, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of bummed that it didn't hold up as much as that because I remember like really batting for this one like really hard. Like I, I was really high on this one, and the, it's. I'll say this: it's like one of it's only there's only three good TCMs, and this was the last of them because they haven't they've the first one TCM two and this one are it is it. I'll give the new next generation like one just because that's completely fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy that like it's hard to like hate that movie because it's you can't watch it as a serious movie. You have to watch it as like it's a completely like I, I think it's I think it's great because it's so fucking off the wall. Like it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie, but like I I have personal enjoyment watching that film because it's so fucking nuts. We'll match you in numbers, but on different films. The 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 in a, the in a TCM universe. Yeah, but that's what I'll just say. There's three, and this was the last one that like was good. The last one I would say, I would go back and watch. Like I won't watch any of the other ones, uh, with the exception of the first two and, and this one. Um, but that's it. Like I, I just didn't, just yeah. My my whole like feelings are is that I I like it, but it did it it definitely lost its value for me in the last twenty years, which I, which I was bummed about because like I I did really really enjoy it. And I remember Lesnika was saying like seeing the the trailer. I didn't have that normal like oh Christ here we go. I was like holy shit that looks, looks fucking, fucking intense. Great. And and Best I and like I, I said Freddy versus Jason in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> that was such a whole experience. We really need to talk about that fucking movie already. No. This way this way at least we can like no. it'll be a it'll be a cathartic episode for yes. you to get, to get all your venom yes, out. It will be it's not been, maybe we'll it, for 4 years I'll, I will do it. <sighs> Do like I'll, a, I'll, even, your... I'll even host it. Just let me do it, please. You do like I'm a therapy session. No, we're doing a, I'm going off. So yeah, but that's the point. So this way it'll be it'll be cathartic after you watch it again, and this way it'll you be can the airing of the it will not be cathartic. Yes, it'll, it'll be like like it'll be. Listen. It will stress me out, and I will be very angry. I will come and I will bitch and I will fucking lose my. I will probably walk away. Listen, it'll be it'll be the it'll be the. Uh, I don't want to watch this movie episodes. ever again. Ever, yeah, right. Ever, 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 ever. Man, you're I mean, more Candy, on it than I am Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, Candy could just walk in and be like, <laughs> I got a lot of problems with this fucking movie. <laughs> Starting with the fact that it exists. Every fucking one of them. <laughs> real, real quick, too, can we shout out um, our boy Ben and Fright Rags for putting out a fucking killer line for yes. this fucking movie recently for the, I guess now that I looked it up, it is the fucking 20th. God damn it, I got crazy. Yeah, I thought you knew that. <laughs> no, I completely, like, I was like, I damn, I'm like, it's about time, like, this movie's getting some love for, for some t-shirts, and I'm like, fuck, 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Which means Freddy versus Jason is also 20, which means That's Ron right. is really old right now. No more Freddy versus Jason. Always. Yes! I, no! I love that. I love that it makes an appearance on every episode, and it just fires you. You're trying to ruin my life. And who do you think has to deal with this when we get yeah, off here? Yeah, he's not Aww. fucking joking. I go on long rants, like, why do I have to keep to be about to be movie? to be fair? I I do catch. I I get it too, because some message me and be like, you know, I just really hate that fucking movie, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> listen, I I get it. Like, every, you know, and and you know what though, honestly, Candy, like, you're you're. Arguments are completely valid for why valid. you hate it. I know. I will give you that. Fine. However, do you see them fight? 
Yes. So you got your money's worth. You yes, see them fight twice. I love that movie. I'm, I'm I sorry. do too. We, I went to the theater and saw that. I loved it. I saw it twice in the theater. So, I mean, uh, at, at that time, like, so it was good. It, Sorry, it was. I, I enjoyed it. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to move on here. Wait, you know what? No, Sean. <laughs> this is this. this is your fucking penance for Deadly the, Friends. The bruises are already starting to go away from last week. So I know it's not that true. That is not funny. You know, this is, no, no. This is this is Sean's penance for Deadly Friend. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Which, by the way, guys, that did come out today, and that's the public burial of Christy Swanson and one Sean of the Dead. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> I, I will repeat myself in the chat that I said that. Yes, that is the public burial of both Well, of you. you know what? It, just like yeah. what Ren, Ren said about this movie, it's not bad, but it's not as good as I remembered it. I knew it was shit when I saw it the first time, but what am I thinking? But I still love it, so fuck off. <laughs> I defended it the best way that I could, which was only one minor point. No, my my, my response, Sean, if I was you because you love it, I would have been like, why do I love it so much? Because fuck you. That that's why. Because <laughs> <laughs> I fucking it's, it's can. It's the same the same reason that that uh well, I guess a little spoiler here when we talk about when Michael Jackson met Prince and Michael Jackson said, Oh my god, he was so rude. Could you imagine? And then Prince's response was like, Because fuck you, that that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Because a little, a little, a little, a little tease for what's coming somewhere down the pipeline. Yes, I can't wait for that. Okay, so um, before we head into Sean's shitty reviews, I reached out on social media um, to get some reviews from you know followers, and this would be on Twitter about Texas Chainsaw Massacre two thousand three. From Chad, he says, I enjoyed this one, one of the better remakes. Even got to meet the lost leather face last year, Brett Wagner, such a great dude. Um, and he has a follow-up. One of the nicest dudes in horror, Brett Wagner, who even got to have one kill in the film before Andrew Brynarski turned over, uh, took over. Sorry. And he's there's a nice nice little picture of his meeting. You can't see it very well, but it's there. Thank you for that, Chad. Okay. Imran Sheikh says, this is an excellent remake. I actually prefer it to the original. Forensic True Crime podcast says, it's an intense, well-made remake. And I say this as someone who hates remakes and sequels and all that nostalgic horseshit. It contains the crazy, unpredictable energy of the original. Um, Goddard Amaron says, uh, I'm not, I don't speak German. I'm sorry, guys. I tried. Um, I know what it means, you know, the dusk of the gods, but whatever. Um, I really enjoyed this one, but the ending was questionable. I did like the found footage piece, but having one armed Leatherface was going to limit his future. This sequel is far superior to many of the sequels of TCM. And Carl says, really brutal remake of the original film. Excellent. Excellent remake. There you go. So none of those were negative, and, and, and the people who do tend to reach out um, to us on Twitter don't usually say the bad things, so it's good to have that before Sean Shea reviews, because those are going to be pretty brutal. Yeah, and the uh, liking this better than the original, that's a hot take, but go that off. That is a fucking hot take. Go off. I'm, I'm it's, just it's a hot that I have. I 100 agree with that statement. This is better than the original. I, I said what I said, and I'll die on that hill. That we die on. 
Fuck you, like, that's why. That's a similar hot take. It's not quite that. Yeah, why do I think that? Because fuck you, that's why. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that, that should be the answer to pretty much everything. Fuck yeah. me, that's why. Fuck, fuck you, that's why. I actually say that. Tell him. Tell him, Steve, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's trademarked. We can't use that. Tell him, Joe All Bob. Right. Yeah. It's All right. So tell him, Crystal. <laughs> sounds, like she's, sounds like she's getting electrocuted over there. All right, so uh, first up, Sean Shitty Reviews. We go to the Rotten Tomato score. Um, the critics gave this 37%. Fuck them. They're wrong. And the, the audience a little bit better at 58%. I was I was actually surprised when I saw these these ratings. Um, not so surprised when I read the shitty reviews, though. Um, and I I did I tried my best to filter out all of the you know not as good as the original uh, reviews because those were a fucking dime a dozen, and we see those on every remake that we do. Yeah. Um, so first up, Jeff says uh, best part of the movie was the ending credits. Okay. <laughs> they were great. They were great. Um Caddy Fay. Now this is a name that I've seen a couple other times uh on these. Uh Caddy Fay. There's one good thing about this film. It means that I am not the biggest mistake to come out of 2003. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Talk to your therapist, dude. Jesus. Wow. Um let's see. Uh Robin Redbreast says absolute turd of a movie what a waste of fucking time mean-spirited and r lee ermy is annoying as fuck what? no i will physically fight then <laughs> yeah yeah get your shit together um shannon no, brady is mean-spirited huh? oh who knows? yeah mean-spirited i know who would have thought if only uh, r lee ermy was still alive he probably would have put his foot up this, this guy's ass <laughs> uh that guy sucks golf balls to a garden hose yes uh, Shannon Brady, never in my life have I seen a movie that's trying way too hard and not at all at the same time the way this one does. Wicker Man, Wicker Man 2006 is still the worst remake of anything I've ever seen, but this one is up there. No, not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Wicker Man is terrible. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, it's amusingly terrible. <laughs> uh, Eddie V says uh, they able body washed him. This one is so evil horny, and I also do not like it. Filmed kind of badly in the sense that transitions actually made the physical layout of the characters less clear and confused me more than once. Okay. Are they sexy? Uh, Thanks for that. Right? Wow. I guess they get confused really easily. I guess. Uh, Just Put Something says this could not exist, and the world would be completely fine without it. Well, it's not, it's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like air or something, I guess. But. All right. This, this next one from, is from Nico's friend. His name is Supreme Coochie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Supreme Coochie. Oh. Yeah. He says. Know, unless uh, it's a chick. I don't know. Eric, <laughs> Eric Balfour has both a very prominent chin 
and an equally prominent nose. Just something I noticed that I felt was important to note. I seriously fucking hate this movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beetle says, who let directors be this grotesquely horny? <laughs> it was the 2000. Teenage boys, I, I think. Haley KG had this on in the back as background noise while doing my homework, and it made the entire experience much worse. Alex Forbes, I this one I like. Uh, Alex Forbes, Full Metal Jacket Two, produced by Michael Bay. Ears <laughs> <laughs> and queers. Yeah. Uh, Caden, this is like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre if it sucked ass. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I love that you always find a sucked ass one. Wait, wait, yeah. wait! Are we sure they didn't confuse this one with that Netflix piece of shit? Oh, the yeah, Netflix yeah, Chainsaw we Massacre. We watched Leatherface. Yeah, we yeah when you were Leatherface. when you were talking about memorable masks, that was the first mask that popped up in my head. Was the one from the Netflix? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. You were yeah, like, yeah, dude. That that that's the one. Yeah, that's the one that stands out. Like, uh, fuck, fuck the world. <laughs> Dylan Castellano, fucking terrible movie from a shit director. The less said, the better about this and him. Coming from an Italian. That's right. And last but not least, I have no idea. Togi Kiss? Togi Kiss? Yeah, we're going to go with that. Togi Kiss. I watched the wrong one. Fuck you. <laughs> you should you should watch the original I think they first. meant the Netflix yes. one. I yeah, I rock yeah, watched the I, wrong one. Fuck I think that, that he he might have he might have commented on the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to that Dylan Casti, whatever the fuck. He's probably that type of Italian that goes to fucking Olive Garden every Sunday instead of like you know an actual <laughs> home fucking Italian. With the with the fucking you know. Yeah, Listen, no. when you're there, you're family. So. <laughs> Yeah, so fucking forget about it. When you have some real Italian food, Olive Garden never is good enough for you. I grew up. No, I have a lot of Italian friends that I grew up with. Like they, they call it like the McDonald's of Italian food. It really is, honestly, because I've had like authentic Italian food growing up, and it's like, nah, this isn't it. No, Italian Garden, Olive Garden is gross. A lot of shitty food. Yeah. So Daniel Castellano, get your fucking shine box. So safe to say that. Who you? I think it's safe to say that we, we pretty much just. Girl? What's that little girl crying? What do you hear? <laughs> we we pretty much just uh fucked over any type of uh sponsorship with, with Olive Garden now. <laughs> so well, yeah, I mean, oh, no. shit. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> hey, well, hey, hey! Lining up at the door. Trust me, I almost had it sealed. There now. is always Chick Fil A. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> want to talk about a real horror film? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They don't like the gays. They don't. And we love the steers and the queers. All right. So good night, folks. So so that's me. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to piss anybody off with this. And and as usual, I don't care. Um, Well, I think they've been pissing you off all night. So let them have it. (laughs) I piss people off all the time. It's, It's just I try not to. But, you know. Okay. I'm giving this 10 out of 10. Arlie Ermes. Yes, 10 out of 10. And I know I want to reference really quick before I go into the rest of my review. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, when we covered it, was only the second one where we all gave it 10s in the history of the show. The first being Return of the Living Dead. 
But Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we had no choice but to all give it tens, if you guys recall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess I am rating it a 10 out of 10 just like that because I think it's just as good. And and that's where my hill that I'm going to die on. And Nico's not here for it. That's my hot take. I think it's just as good. <laughs> I think for a remake to be uh, to, to be taken in any kind of seriousness, to have any kind of lasting impression, it has to be reverent to the source material, but it has to hold its own. And, you know, I know we've talked a lot about it. It, it could have been gorier. It should have been gorier. I think for 2003, I was 23. And um, I think it was plenty gory enough because it was just making at least the statement in its goriness and showing more of the visceral stuff to distinguish it from the original, but it was still reverent. But, you know, it didn't like, you know, we didn't have Sally, we didn't have Franklin or any of that. It didn't take the characters. It's like, here's characters in the same situation, but they're different. And but the rest of the movie is going to follow that, but it's also going to do its own thing. And I just I never was let down by this. And, um, you know, like it wasn't like the Hills Have Eyes, which I hated the original one and I hated the remake more. But at the time I, that the remake of Hills Have Eyes came out, I was really impressed with it. But then we watched it. and I'm like, yeah, this didn't fucking hold up. No wonder I haven't watched it in all this time since the first time I saw it. This one I watch all the time. I've always been impressed with it. I've always really loved it. It's really high up there for me. And so I, to give it anything less than a 10 would be me betraying my own, um, you know, ranking system, my own ratings, my own feelings about the movie, which I'm not ashamed of. Um, I think it's a really important remake. It happened at a really important time. It ushered in a bunch of crap as everything that's great does. It's like, everyone's like, oh, that was cool. And it was successful. I'm going to try and do that. And then just waters everything down, you know, add rinse, repeat. And it, it just keeps happening. Um, but yeah, Nico, did you hear that? I was saying my hot take. My hot take is that this is just as good as the original. Okay. Is that and and that's because I gave it the ten out of ten, like we gave the original TCM. We all gave it ten. So mm-hmm. I was just saying it's it's just as good. And I just think like Arlie Ermy was was the perfect. I I mean, I don't even know who else could have been up for that role. But like I can't imagine anybody doing a better job as Sheriff Hoyt which uh, he would continue in the next film, which was the prequel, um, which we will talk about next week. So I keep bringing it up, but I'm not saying how everything, how I feel about it. But yeah, I'm not mad at the gore level. I think it was just at the right level. I think if they would have gone extremely gorier, maybe we weren't quite ready for that in 2003. I think this was gory enough for 2003 for it to make an effect for it to be more on the extreme side. I don't know. It was just, it was just lightning in a bottle. It's really hard to recapture, but, you know, is it as great as the original film? The original film has its own thing. It's its own, it's a different animal, but, uh, but yeah, they're both wonderful movies that I love watching over and over and over again. So I think that says something that I can like the original and I can like this. And I'm usually pretty anal retentive about that shit, but I usually have a preference that I like them both equally. Um, and I appreciate them on their own merits. And that's really important that this remake has its own fucking merits. So yeah, um, I can wax poetic forever on this, but I'll just say, you know, 10 out of 10 Arlie Ermies. Okay. I'm going to go real quick. Um, 
I am going to give it, um, God, I didn't even think about something to use, which is rare. Um, I'll give it eight out of 10 fucking chainsaws. I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I enjoyed what? I was silently making fun of you for giving it only an eight. Oh, but well, now I'm saying it out loud. So get over it. Get over ha, ha. it. Making fun of you. Cause fuck you. That's why. Um, i uh no you know i mean we talk about remakes and you know nico i know that you you know put this up with uh the uh uh the thing and the fly and all that stuff and i i feel like it's almost there i feel like it's almost fucking there and i feel like like the thing and the fly they pushed those boundaries and for for the time period that they were in they pushed the envelope and i feel like this one was so close to fucking doing it and i feel like somebody fucking chickened out somebody you know whether it was the mpaa fucking you know putting putting their putting their locks on this or you know the studio is like nah we don't want to we don't want to push too far we don't want to scare anybody away because i mean you know what you say like you know oh we weren't ready for the gore well fucking hostile came out two years later you know i mean it's people were ready for it and and people were doing it it just hadn't become that mainstream thing yet and i think that they could have um but you know they they chose not to and that's fine you know that's their thing um but i think the the choice of having arlie ermy in this um whether or not they intended for him to be the main antagonist like he fucking stole the show and it's just his delivery his the lines i mean he just he owned it and i didn't read too much now i know like in full metal jacket he ad-libbed a lot of stuff and they they gave him that creative freedom i don't know if he had that opportunity in this i tried to, to to find some information couldn't see anything but i could only imagine how much fun he would have in that role in this um and the one thing i love more than anything about Arlie Ermy, um, God rest his soul, were those fucking eyebrows. <laughs> like, like in every movie he's in, like I cannot, like anytime he's on screen, I cannot help but stare at those eyebrows. They're so big and bushy and beautiful. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I think I think the movie did great. I think it was effective. Um, you know, like Ren said, like. I was blown away when I saw it and I still enjoy it. Um, but it was, you know, it's a, like a lot of movies, um, that first viewing, like it definitely had an impact on me. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um, you know, it was different. There was part of me that was, you know, I was kind of, I, and I can understand some of the reviews. I was kind of butthurt when I first saw it, changed the name from Sawyer to Hewitt you know whatever um less of a focus on the cannibal family um which i thought at the time was kind of a a big deal to me um but if there's anything that i've learned from this podcast going over the years um i absolutely fucking hated the dawn of the dead remake and when we went we had we did our episode on that these guys really like changed the way that i looked at these remakes um and kind of opened me up a little bit and i think that that kind of helped me like evolve uh as a as a watcher of remakes now there are a lot of fucking remakes i've watched that i fucking loathe uh but but this isn't one of them um you know i you put this up against a lot of other remakes and this one's you know gonna win hands down so uh 
I can't give it that 10 out of 10 like Candy did, but um, we'll go we'll go 8 out of 10. And I'll change that eight, to 8 out of 10 uh, Arlie Ermia eyebrows. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. And she's just like staring at me as she right. walks past. Put your knife in her hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. Wait, did you have the evil eye as she walked by? Say what? Did you get the evil eye? When oh, she oh, 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 yeah. It was... Oh, oh. That was some some side eye as she casually strolled towards the garage <laughs> to get the chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's up? I'll, I'm gonna go. I'll go quickly. Uh, also, eight out of ten. Jedediah needs to go to the orthodontist. <laughs> <laughs> Jedediah. Um, I, I I I don't. I try not to get too caught up in remakes like the initial reaction you get from the uh, fan uh, crowd is oh my god like like the dawn of the dead remake which is a great example for me because i loved it like the biggest complaint i saw online was like well zombies don't run well you know what we're talking about you know a film which is fiction i don't know that we need to like there aren't strict rules like zombies run they don't run i don't i don't need those rules just give me something entertaining entertain me and this movie entertained me. Uh, it's, it's well done. It, it's well. I wish it had been gorier. I think that would have helped it. Where I think in the original, it might. It probably would have hurt it more. Because that—that's what everyone talks about in the original. One of the things is you hardly ever see any gore, which is true for like the original Halloween too. If if you go back and watch it, there's very little blood in it uh, for one of the original slasher films. But it entertained me. You know, it's well done. It's beautifully shot. The cinematographer, just amazing stuff. Um, yeah, Arlie Army, who can say, you can't say enough about him and or his eyebrows. Uh, and I think um, the, the the guy who played Leatherface, what's his name? Sorry. Andrew something. Andrew something. Andrew Bonarski. He, he apparently, I, I was reading that he like really practiced with the chainsaw. And when he swings that thing around, he looks like a guy who knows how to hurl that thing around and it works out. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, I I, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything interesting to say, but I liked it a lot as far as remakes go. Um, I think it works. It's never going to be a, a 10 out of 10 like the original in my mind, but it, it did an admirable job of uh, paying homage to the original and not mugging it every single shot. Like we, we, we're we going to take this concept and do something different and interesting with it, which I respect. You know, don't I don't need a shot. If I want a shot for shot remake, I'll just watch the original. You know? Right. I'm done. Thank you. What was your score? <laughs> oh, eight. I get an eight. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Well, you're not listening. You're right there. No, I wasn't listening. Sorry. Um, Story of my life. <laughs> I, I have an update on the Best Friend Saga. I asked her if she remembers how I got her to watch this movie, and she said, no, I don't remember anything from the movie. I must have blocked it from my memory. So I'm going to give this eight out of ten repressed memories. Um, <laughs> I I do love this movie. I love this remake. I think it was very well done. I think it was very well shot. I thought there were some creative special effects in it. I do wish we would have seen Leatherface more. Um, but in the scenes that we got, I think it was enough. Uh, I didn't need the PP catheter bag scene. I just I I did as a nurse. I didn't need that. I just. It kind of made me vomit in my mouth a little bit. Um, but, Sean, I do have an answer for you. Um, uh, Early uh, did ad-lib 
the entire scene where they're wrapping up the dead chick. Perfect. Yes. And apparently he was a dip chewer and spit a lot on set. Uh, so there's that extra info for you too. Nice. Um, but yes, he did ad lib that entire uh, grope them and she's wet scene. And they said that half of it that he ad libbed, they couldn't even use. So there's probably <laughs> more vulgar stuff out there. I'm, well, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if. Now. I'm wondering if they couldn't use it because everybody was fucking laughing the whole time. I know I would have been, yeah, I would have been cracking too. up. I would have lost my fucking mind. <laughs> that too. But, um, I, you know, I really like this movie. I don't, I have to agree with Dave. I don't think anything is going to be as good as the original, but this is a great remake. Uh, so for me, eight out of 10 repressed memories. All right. Let's okay, hear it. Up next? Sorry. I might my thing didn't unmute. All right, I'll go. We'll save the uh Nico for last. Um I wouldn't even give the original a ten out of ten, so it's hard for me to give a movie that I, I it's 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 high up there. It's eight, it's like an eight and a half out of ten. Um I'm hard pressed to give anything a ten. Um it's just to clarify that. Um if you would ask me in two thousand three, I would have given this an eight out of ten. And, um, but in 2023, I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10 missing Leatherface noses. Um, <laughs> the um, a lot of what I liked about it back, it, it, everyone keeps saying like in 2003, this was the perfect film. It had the perfect amount of gore. It was what we were ready for in 2003, and I I agree with all of that. But in 2023, I think. It would have been better if we had more. A year later, Saul came out and Saul really fucking set like the torture porn and what we accepted as gore. So I think we were ready for it. Uh, as Sean was saying, someone probably kneecapped this and didn't allow uh, them to like really like go for broke with it. Um, and obviously with all the deleted scenes, they clearly shot the stuff, but someone wouldn't allow it to, to be out there. Um, I just... I, I had a, like a dialogue with a friend of mine about not comparing originals to remakes and stuff like that. Can you do that? Is it is it possible if you've seen one? Can you can you not compare it to the other? the The original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me is such an iconic film. It's like a must. It's like oh, if you if you're gonna recommend movies, like what is the top ten movies that you have to see as a horror movie? Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is always gonna be in there. Um, so. It had a mountain to climb against it, but I think in 2003, this did a really good job. I think it is a really good remake. I think it's one of the better remakes out there. I I, I don't hold it in the top tier with like The Thing and, and The Fly and Savini's uh, Night Living Dead remake and whatnot, but I think it's really good. I just, to me, it feels a little dated. Um, it's shot beautifully. Um, I love all the visceral stuff in the background. It, it makes it you know, it makes it seem gory without being gory. Um, I think Andrew Bernarski, as we said, as much as a shitty person he is, he is an absolutely terrifying Leatherface, more so than Gunnar Hansen. I love Gunnar Hansen's performance, but I'd be much more afraid if I saw Andrew Bernarski's version fucking walk out of a door. I'd be like, well, fuck, there's nothing I, there's nothing I can do to this guy. Um, so it, it comes at a different angle. I, I don't visit this often enough, and there's a reason for that. I think now that I've seen it, um, but like I said, I, you know, 
if you had if you had interviewed me in 2020 or 2003, I would have been a lot more higher on this. 2023, it lost a little bit of its luster for me. So yeah, so I'm gonna stick with six six point five or six and a half out of ten missing leatherface noses. I'm not the Eastern European Judd for the this episode. <laughs> Hey, Ren, real quick, can I ask you a question? You said you're hard-pressed to rate a 10. Is there any movie that you would give a 10? There yeah. A, there's, there's a few. Uh, Jaws is a 10 out of 10. Psycho is a 10 out of 10. There My personal favorite of all time, The Evil Dead, is a 10 out of 10. Um, so there, there are a few, but I'm very I'm very hard. Like, There's a lot of movies I'm like, man, that was really, really fucking good, 9.5. Like, I, it's just, it's just a, like 10 is for a very special right. like, group of, of films. Yeah. So in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Every fucking Halloween, it's a it's a staple. Like I have to watch it during the month of October. It's you know a movie that I recommend to everybody. Um, I think it's one of the most memorable films that I've ever seen, just because of how it affects me on like a visceral level. But mm-hmm. I think there's I think there's some stuff of it that keeps it from being a perfect film. Gotcha. Good deal. Uh, just very quickly. Um, we talked about the cinematography and it was like ringing bells in my mind, but I hadn't written this down. And so I double checked just to make sure that I was correct at my thought. Um, the same cinematographer from the original. And I believe that that was a big deal um, in a lot of uh, people's eyes. Like, well, he did. It's Daniel Pearl. He did shoot the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they, it was a big deal, too, for him to, to shoot this one as well. Yeah, and he did a great fucking job. So I think it's interesting that when you put that together, here's a man who worked on the original film who shot that film and then shot this one as well. So I I just want to put that in just really quickly um, because we kept talking about it and I just I would forgotten. Sorry. Well, it makes sense that he would shoot it two different ways because he he shot it the one way already. Why? Why go back and tread on that? You know, now now he gets to take it from a completely different angle. It's probably that was probably fun for him to do that. So I I appreciate the fact that he didn't shoot it the same way he did in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. And the first one was probably out of necessity more than you know an artistic choice. Yeah, you know, I'm glad I'm I'm glad they didn't just you know copy it and paste it here. Yeah. All right, Nico. El Jefe. You know, I'm going to mirror candies on this one. I'm going to give it the 10 out of 10 platinum dunes. Um, I I don't even apologize because fuck you. That's why it's it's unapologetic. This is is 100% up there with the thing, with the fly. Um, I don't think it needed to be any gorier than what it was, honestly, because it was pretty fucking intense and pretty goddamn brutal to begin with. I mean, Thank you. The fact that this was even a studio movie and it still got released the way that it got released is pretty fucking um that that that's a major win. Not not just for horror fans, but for the for the filmmakers and you know for everybody involved with that film. I mean, 2003, honestly, that was a really good year for 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 movies, period. I mean, we got oh, hell yeah. you know, it, it, I mean that that summer there was, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean that kind of started its thing, and you know, we got the best of the bad boys movies with that one and you know, we got the ultimate event a horror movie in August that year. As Candy puts her head down in shame and just shakes her head. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of me. I'm ashamed of that movie. No, listen, lo- love it or love it or hate it. I mean, honestly, I mean it it kind of helped to kind of propel 
you know, kind of keep the momentum going, not just for New Line, but for horror with this one. Like, this benefited greatly from the, you know, turnout and, like, the box office of Freddy versus Jason, whether you, you know, love it or hate it, as I said. But it it got the remake, you know, Gravy Train kind of going again when, you know, it was it was kind of at, like, the, you know, like, at, at its stop with House on Haunted Hell, as we said, and with 13 Ghosts. But then this kind of came out and, like, kicked the shit into fucking Hogwarts from, you know platform nine three and a fourth i don't know because i don't watch harry potter i just know that that's the thing i don't know anything about nine and three quarters man nine and three quarters i was close so thank you (laughs) um zero things about yeah i mean that you know between this and then you know obviously we then we got we got some good like dawn of the dead the friday the 13th some pretty fucking awful like nightmare on elm street rob zombies halloween which again still isn't as worse as halloween ends somehow um then all the pg-13 like remakes with prom night and you know all the, when a stranger calls, all that that bullshit. So it just showed <laughs> that that there was there was something there with these older horror titles that we all grew up on. Um, again, hot take. I I don't give a fuck. I prefer this one over the original any day of the week. I just think it just not 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 that I hate the original by any means. I don't want that to ever come into play because I've always said and I've always given the props. Plus, the original is part of the holy trinity for independent filmmakers. It's part of the Bible. On, on how you can make a film on nothing and still make it, you know, pretty fucking memorable. But but that being said, if you, if you were ever going to do a remake of a film and, and really kind of put some hustle behind the muscle on that, this is how you do it. Like, they, they definitely followed the, you know, whether they want to say it or not, they definitely followed the blueprint from Carpenter from Cronenberg with those two. Like, they, they saw how you can do a studio remake of a horror film and really kind of make it for like a new age while still keeping it in the original time frame too. And up in the which I thought which I thought right and which I thought was smart that they kept it in the 70s instead of making it more modern because as we saw with the Netflix version it didn't work at all. Um I think one other thing too that definitely worked in this film's favor was that there wasn't a sequel. They did a prequel. There was, instead. however, a prequel. There was a prequel, and I think that was actually smarter to do that than it was to, to do a continuation. Because, <laughs> truth be told, there was no more story after that. Like it was, it was pretty much cut and dry. Typical ending for for a horror film, and that's fine because it worked for that. Um, true films that get more gruesome after that, but saw with Hostel, and you know, now now we're at Terrifier, but. I really can't say it. I mean, aside from that one little teeny tiny, like that just irks me as a filmmaker scene, because I probably would have cut that scene completely if that was the case with how she reacts to the baby being missing. I, I really can't find any fault with this film. Like the kids are likable, you know, that scene when fucking Leatherface turns around and she has, he has um like her, her boyfriend's face. Yeah. Is, That's a great is, scene. Is yeah. fucking heartbreaking because I mean, like you, you sad, yeah. but I get like the the arm like arm hair standing up like oh it's yeah. sad and because like you, it's, it, yeah, you, it's like it's like all these emotions in one and you're like fuck like shit just got really really real now you know so and like the when Sean said that scene when um I forget the character's name he gets his leg cut off and then the other face takes like that handful of salt oh and yeah cauterizes the wound like you feel that yeah. you do feel it you feel it um. Yeah, ten out of ten. Well, that the the scene like with the and it's right there too. The scene where he's on the hook and he's lifting himself up and he yeah. just can't bear the weight and he lets go and he just right back onto that hook. Oh God, he goes deeper too. 
Film was yeah, well done. Yeah. Like we said, we um we said as much of a garbage human being as Andrew Bonarski really is, but god damn it, he's probably the best leatherface. He was a terrifying leatherface. Yeah. He he understood the assignment, you know. He he showed up, did what he had to do, and then peace, see you later. No. Yeah. Did his paycheck, shows up at cons, rinse, repeat. I mean, like we said earlier, the fact that Fright Rag just released a whole slew of t-shirts for this for the 20th now. That McFarlane did the entire movie Maniacs line around this particular film only says a lot. Yeah, this 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 was a, this is this still holds up. You know the minor changes. I, it doesn't need to be like like Dave kept saying. It doesn't need to be shot for shot. If I want to watch a shot for shot remake, I'd watch that piece of shit Psycho remake. No, and I, much as I love Vince Vaughn, he he's not Norman Bates, he's not Anthony Perkins. No, no matter no, how hard he tries, no. so fucking Perkins. You know, stick stick to being the uh, fucking drunk frat boy in those movies, and I'm okay with that. Like, just stay in your lane. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, dude, this this is fucking like this is gold. Like it it always hits. I mean, Sean, you said so yourself. You watch it consistently too. You guys are always well, watching mostly. This one. We do live together, and I like to watch right, it. Right, right. But oh, I, I know we you. Do. We do. I, I, I know. We do. Listen, <laughs> we're not we're not breaking the fourth wall here. People that don't know, but it's just like, but Sean was like, well, because of his review. Because I knew you and I agreed on this completely, like, even before yes. we go. Because you and I always talk about movies, you know, yeah. whatever, and we're always like, oh, this we we love this particular, you know, film, but you know, just to kind of. You know, yeah. I mean, you said you watched it a lot too. A lot of people. I mean, no, nobody really gave it a shitty review. I don't. I don't think. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I think. I think it's a pretty, you know, well liked uh, remake. I mean, aside from from the slew of shitty reviews that I came across, but honestly, I mean, most of them were just like, you know, it's not as good as the original. And duh. And not even I mean, around, I'm not even calling you out with this at all because like I I like talk to people that like you know have haven't seen it in a while and they're like oh let me let me go back they even still think it kind of holds up compared to the other you know remakes at that at that time I mean it's definitely the, the strongest of the, the oh, remake. Of, of the remakes of the early 2000s yeah uh, I, definitely but I um, that's just also to me also says how bad the other ones are but um, yeah I don't know like like I said I don't hate I don't like hate this movie I just didn't think it. It just lost some of its luster for me. That's all. You know, you know, the, the irony too was the fact that both Texas Chainsaw films opened around the time that something else bigger was preceding it or or it was it was preceding something else. So for this one, it was Freddy versus Jason. For the prequel, it was when Borat was coming. Because I worked at the movie theater when when the beginning came out. So like Borat was like the big talk of like that shit. So Borat was like attached. So if you worked in the movie theater, you know what when I say it's attached. It's like it was part of the whole trailer pack was that. And I remember, too, it was on Snakes on a Plane when that had come out, too, which was a a big event movie at the time that nobody went to go see, which I don't know. I fucking I think that movie is severely underrated also. But that movie is funny. It's for for another episode of the show, I guess, would be Snakes on a Plane because that movie is fucking amazing <laughs> it is it's amazing and it's it's so underrated and I, I think that's part of its charm is that it's underrated too yeah but anyway i digress i 10 out of 10 platinum dunes because fucking i'll give michael bay his his flowers for at least this one <laughs> yeah at least somebody i mean I, I had a feeling we probably had the same rating so i'm glad well, yeah well you know so time for plugs um we are the house that screams. You have found us. If you would like to find us again, 
we have a link tree. It's linktree slash candy, the final girl. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, the best that's Twitter at house underscore screams and Instagram at candy, the final girl. I just signed up for threads today that is connected to my Instagram. And that is candy, the final girl, because uh, I do all of our social media. So, um, yeah, thank you. We have a Patreon. Um, it's also my link tree, but, uh, yeah, please check that out. You can get all the video of the fun stuff that we're doing while we record. Yeah. You get to see Dave's pretty face. Yeah. We're, you know, we're a good looking bunch. I've said it before. Yes, we yeah. are. We're a good looking um, bunch. At least you guys are. I'll, I'll give you guys. Oh, oh no. You're no, no. Not, 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 not trying to No, I'm serious. This is, you know, yeah yeah well you will have to join patreon to find out yes, yes. cliffhanger um i am sean of the dead uh you can find me wherever you find uh candy and the house that screams i do want to say real quick that last was it last weekend we went to days of the dead uh here in um, indy was that last weekend Fine. <sighs> i don't oh, remember guys, yeah anybody interested we you guys anybody interesting there we met quite a few interesting people we anybody did get particular? to spend some time with uh the great uh mangled dick expert herself felissa rose and, and she was super sweet um but I just I wanted to say that we had a really good chat with our buddy Christian, who is the sales rep for Paul Bear Press, and they make some really fucking awesome T-shirts, hats, shorts. Like this lovely thing I am wearing. Yes, which <laughs> yes, the maniac uh, tank top, um, and they're super cool. And we may be doing something with them. Um, possibly um maybe 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 a promo uh code for a sale um maybe something more we don't know um but i just wanted to give them a shout out um check out their stuff they're on instagram paul bearer press um look them up they got some really awesome shirts dude they got some fucking badass shirts like i got quite a few i have the werewolf i have their frankenhooker the burning and creep show shirts they're amazing yeah yeah we got the she got the maniac tank i got the zombie shirt um i bought night of the living or return of the living dead stuff from them we've got some wall uh the the wall tapestries uh she's got fucking maniac on her side i've got return of the living dead on my side like they got some pretty dope shit yeah so check them out okay um anybody else uh, well, I'm I'm kind of fucking everywhere now, but yeah. uh, you can find yes, you, you, can, you can find me uh, on all of the socials, including Threads as Ren XXX. Um, I am a regular contributor to the Horror Flex and Guitar Picks podcast, which you can find on Twitter as Horror underscore Guitar. On Instagram, I think it's Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks Pod, and it's Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks Podcast on Facebook. I believe Tim just signed up for Threads, so that's all linked to the Instagram stuff. Um, and that's it. Man, you're like the Village Bicycle. 
Well, yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on here. I'm on there. I just did a recent episode with Podcast of the Damned. Yeah. Finally, I've been trying to link up with Ian for forever. So, yeah, I'm just kind of like uh, being tossed around. Like, uh, We're all over our networks. That's yeah. Like, yeah. A bunch of people in our networks. So we, I think we're, we have some pretty cool people in our network. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dude, yeah, you're going to be passed around more than a blunt at a rap concert. God. All right, Nico, you got anything? Um, you could just find me on Twitter at El Jefe Del Horror. The boss. The boss. Um, you could follow us, when I say us, Mine and Candy's project, Sticks and Stones movie on Instagram. Um, I have to update the link tree to get everything on there for everybody for this to the to the movie. Um, may have some good news for this that Candy knows about, so fingers crossed. We don't want to jinx it. So that's that's all we'll say. I love the script. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Let's get this fucking thing made. That's yeah. great. But we may, we might actually have that chance now with with something that's about to happen. That's that's all. Yep. Whoop, whoop. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. I love you, but I got to get up at like 4.45 in the morning. So Right there with you. So uh, got to get some sleep. And anywhere you can find baby. <laughs> yes, anywhere you find baby, yeah, you can are. find me. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> and if you find us, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why? Because fuck you. That's why. That's right. Yes. Always the answer. Fuck you. That's why. Well. All right, get some sleep, folks. Episode, and we're going to talk about more Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But um, I love you guys. Have a great night. Thanks for being here. Love you guys. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.